0: Miracy.
1: I often say there are three stories every coach and healer needs to have, every entrepreneur needs to have. One of the stories is the origin story or signature story. How
0: did you get started to do what you do? Are you curious about the transformative power of storytelling in coaching? Imagine the impact of a personal story, not just on individuals, but as catalysts for transformative growth. Hold on to your coaching hats. We're not just going to be scratching the surface. We're going to dive deep into the essence of coaching's transformative power. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called the Coaches Console. We're proud to have helped tens of thousands of coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. Today, we're going to dig into how to find the right mix between the powerful stories we tell, the power of story, and keeping things real in coaching. It's all about building connections that go way beyond just talking. It's about understanding on a deeper level. So stay tuned for an episode that might just rewrite the story of how you approach coaching. Dr. Katya Rosanen is joining me today for this conversation. She's a best-selling author, spiritual counselor, and story coach. With a decade of expertise, she empowers purpose-driven entrepreneurs to break free from limiting inner stories. And Katya's unique blend of pragmatism and spiritual insight delivers rapid results. And her extensive academic education in spiritual science and spiritual psychology equips her with a profound understanding of human behavior, Welcome, Katya. Thank you so much for having me here. I am excited to have you on the show and thrilled to dive into this topic. And before we do, would you share a little bit of your background and your path towards where you are today with our listeners?
1: Sure thing. I did make the leap of faith and start coaching business 10 years ago before I was working as a supervisor in one of the world's leading business banks, but I had this calling to do something else and help others in a deeper way. Because, you know, when I was 16 years old, I went through a challenging life experience. And that put me on this path. But I did resist for a long time. Because when I was 16 years old, I was growing up in a little village in Finland. So that's where this accent comes from. And I fell in love for the first time. And you know, the first love, all of the sudden, the birds are singing sweet melodies and the sun is shining brighter. And I felt this bubbling happiness when we were together. But unfortunately, my love story did not have that happily ever after. It ended very suddenly when I heard the news that my boyfriend had died by suicide. And that moment when I heard the news, part of me died that moment too. And my mind was just asking why. And I was going through every moment and every word I could remember, looking for signs that I had ignored or explanation that could help me to understand. And I was just seeking a reason. I started to feel that I should have done more. I should have been able to save him. I should have seen the signs that made me think that I simply wasn't enough. And I went to a really, really dark place where I was very close to take my own life. And luckily, there was a spark of light in the 11th hour that made me to choose life. And that choice started my healing journey through grief, trauma, and darkness. And I did find spiritual teachers that helped me on the way. And I started to see life little by little from source perspective. So 15 years later, I went to a palm reader and he asked me, why don't you write? And that question stirred something inside of me. I felt like he just knew that I had a story to tell. The story that I had been hiding 15 years, the chapter that I had wanted to erase from my life. And that night I went home and I started writing. And through the healing power of writing, I started to see my life from different perspectives. I started to see that life didn't happen to me, it happened for me. And I started to see the lessons that I had learned through this experience, through my journey. And that sparked me to have the inspiration to help others on their path. And that really motivates me and inspires me now to do the work that I do.
0: Thank you for sharing that very vulnerable time in your life. And I really love how you said, you know, the process of writing allowed you to see from a different perspective. It allowed you to, you know, that lesson of, well, things didn't happen to me, which is very hard to see in the moment but in reflecting back on it through story, we can we can get into that and, and see the lessons. And, and when you were saying that, the two stories that came to my mind was when I was fired from my job, when I went into big debt and had to overcome that. And so do you think that the power of story is only true when there is a big rupture that happens? Or it could be a little rupture, but does the story is it powerful when there when it starts with a rupture?
1: It is often an ingredient, it is not necessary though, because I believe all of us have powerful things that we can share and help others on their journey. And yes, my life story is very traumatic, it's life and death, and you had as well the example you shared, it was a very painful moment. And this is often a story that we share, but I believe that even everyday moments, we can learn from them and we can share them and inspire others. Because all I want to do through stories is helping people to have the spark of hope, spark of light, that they can keep going that they can, whatever situation they find themselves in, it's like, hey, there is a way through. There is a way out from this situation, and that
0: person has done it, and maybe I can do it too. Mm -hmm. I think about when we do our three-day event and we bring people in, and one of the stories that I talk about, we're big skiers, my husband and I, love snow skiing. One of the things that we always do is we always go to a mountain guide, On the first day, especially if it's a brand new mountain. And so I tell this story about how we go find a mountain guide because we've never been here and it's a big mountain. And so we spend an hour with somebody who knows and now we can find our way about it. And so like that's not a rupture, like that's not a bad thing that happened. And so now the story can provide lessons. But I really appreciate what you said. It's, you know, rupture is often an ingredient, but it's not necessary. It's those everyday moments that we can share with others that can provide hope or Help them navigate something differently than maybe they would have. And when we think about stories, why do you believe that embracing our stories is crucial for any kind of entrepreneur or coach and how it affects the success of their business? Like, how are those related?
1: I believe they are very much related because if we are not embracing our story, audience will sense this they sense that there is something that person is not telling. I know because I was doing that 15 years. So I knew people were like kind of, "Mm, there is something that you are holding back. And when I opened that door to share my story, it allowed the heart-to-heart connection. And nowadays, there are so many people doing coaching, doing healing work, and how you stand out from the crowd is through your story. The story can help people to connect with you on the emotional level. The story gives them a why, why you would do what you do, the reason behind. And as humans, we want to
0: know that. I was just working with our group of students going through our program on our call yesterday. And one of them was talking about the lead magnet she's created and the content that she has in it and the course that she's put together. And we got into a conversation about, you know, there's a lot of other people in her field teaching the same thing. And she's like, I feel like I always have to reinvent what I'm teaching to stand out. And we got into this interesting conversation. It's not about the content that helps you stand out, it's our uniqueness, how we show up, the way that we interact with others. And so I really love that you just said, You know, your story is how you stand out. That is what makes you attractive to the people that will resonate with you, that you are meant to serve. So I I appreciate that you landed that in there. Now, when it comes to sharing personal stories, it can be challenging. Like you, for the longest time, I was like, I'm not. Tell anybody I got fired. Are you nuts? They will think less of me. When I got into all that debt, I'm like, oh my God, they'll think I don't know how to handle money. And what am I doing running? And all this stuff started talking. So I was like, I'm not sharing those stories. But then I realized the power of those stories. And so it can be challenging. And so how do you guide coaches in revealing those authentic aspects about themselves without oversharing or compromising their professional image that they want to convey?
1: That is a really good question and what you started sharing as well like often it's the origin story or what I call everyday stories things we share but then we have that inner story all the time in our head because we have made a story of what has happened. Like you got fired, I lost a loved one and then I created a story what's the meaning that we gave to that event? What that meant about me, others the world and that it's the thing that is often holding us back. And when we start working on that, we can then gain the freedom to share our story. Because for me, when I first shared, I shared it with one person. It felt so liberating. So many times I was holding myself back because I felt that feeling, it was all my fault. I am not good enough. So when we start working on that, I often help people to see it from four different perspectives. First of all, it's identifying what we are telling ourselves. What's this story? And when we discover the story, it's good to see what are we doing or not doing because of that story in the physical level. So, for example, if you have some sort of story, it's not safe to be seen that's a very common story many coaches have, especially when they are starting, there is some sort of visibility issue. So we might not do social media lives. We might not do videos. We avoid them even though we know on a certain level that that would be a good thing for our business. Because in our mind, and that's the next level, we are telling it's not safe, or who am I to share this message? Oh my goodness, if they will see me, what would they think? And also then the emotional level. How do you feel? It can be very, very scary. It might feel too raw, vulnerable. And that's the key there to process those emotions so that you can find peace with your past. And then in the bigger perspective, we also see what we are learning through this experience that we are going through right now. If it's the fear of visibility, maybe it is that you are finding empowerment. You're finding that courage within you to share
0: your message. And so you said that there was four ways that you have people look at this. I just want to make sure I captured it. So the first is you're identifying, you know, what are you telling yourself? What's the internal story? Another one that I have is, what are we doing or not doing because of that story? Another one is, how how does it feel when I'm telling this story? What are the feelings that I'm experiencing because of this story? And then the fourth one is, what are we learning through this experience right now? Are those the four that you were referring to?
1: Yes. Finding the story is first step because when we find the story, then we start checking, okay, what am I doing or not doing on the physical level?
0: So it's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Ah, looking at it from all those perspectives, once you identify that story. Now, I remember when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell this story. That was a big step for me. It was very vulnerable, and I had to be transparent, and I had to really go back to my values. It's like, Melinda, remember your values. Your values are integrity, transparency, vulnerability, like okay, I'm more committed to be aligned to my values, even though telling this story is very uncomfortable. So that's how I had to look at it so I could be a hot mess in front of people and uh, let that be okay. How do you work with people to help them find that courage to share these sometimes, sometimes they're, you know, simple fun stories, but sometimes they're very vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Often I help them to connect with their big why. Why do they want to do the work that they do? And that connection with their reason, with their purpose can help them to overcome themselves because they see, okay, if I share this story, if I connect with my potential client, who will then say yes to working with me so that I can help them to whatever transformation they are assisting or creation. Maybe it's creating an online program. Maybe it is like overcoming some obstacles. So focusing on that transformation, the power, that can come when they find that courage within. But I feel like often we need to connect, at least that was my own journey, to connect something greater than just, oh, I want to share this story. I want to do it so that I can help others. And that was the way for me to find that courage to share. I was doing it for something greater.
0: Right. There was a bigger purpose, and that was the thing that helped me. I love that. Because when you convey a story, it goes beyond words. And when I would think about, okay, I'm going to share this story. And if there's just one person in my audience on the webinar, at the event, or wherever I'm sharing this story, if there's just one person that can resonate with this story, they can transform their situation because of this story, I'll shout it from the mountaintops because I'm more committed to doing whatever it takes to serve the people I'm here to serve. And if that means I'm going to be uncomfortable, so be it. I'll be uncomfortable in the name of helping them. And so when I didn't make it about me and made it about them, it was easy to share. Now I'm an open book. I'll share any story, any way, anyhow, wherever it might be that I'm connecting with our audience. And it can be a way to build credibility, to build that trust factor for your audience as they're getting to know you. Are there certain kinds of stories that are more effective that coaches and entrepreneurs want to kind of have in their back pocket, ready to go at any time, because they're really effective with connecting with people? Like, what are are some of those stories? I often say there are three stories every coach and healer needs
1: to have, every entrepreneur needs to have. One of the stories is the origin story or signature story. How did you get started to do what you do? That gives the deeper reason for people to see how you got where you are now and why you want to do that work. The power of that story is really building that connection and the trust. And they see you as the expert that you are as they hear how you overcame your challenges. And then the second story is the everyday stories. The stories we can use on social media, like it can be a moment in life, like you had the event, you shared the story of the connecting with the mountain guide. Those are the everyday stories, but there is something deeper there too. There is often a lesson, there is often an insight, there is something that we learn through that experience and there is always emotion some sort of emotional level in the story, because the emotion is the bridge that builds the connection. And then the third, but not the least, is the inner story. I always say that you need to have a supportive inner story. You need to have that inner story built in a way that it uplifts you instead of pushes you down. You need to be able to talk about your past in your own head in a way that it is supportive and this is a skill you can learn because you are the storyteller in your life so you can choose to be the hero of your story
0: now if i may and you can say no thank you i don't think you will but i'll i'll give you that ability what's your inner story that you share with people you share yours and then i'll share mine yeah
1: My inner story that was holding me back, let me start there. I had the story, I'm not good enough. And especially when I started my coaching business, it really kicked in. Like I started to play comparison game. I started to see people around me and I started to compare. Well, she's like this, she's like that. I have my accent. Oh my goodness. How can I ever make this work? I started going through my studies in spiritual psychology, spiritual science, and finding these tools. And I was like, okay, I better start shifting that story I'm telling within me because it's not helping my life. It's not really bringing me any joy. So I decided to start rewriting it. And now it's more like I am doing the best I can every day. I'm fulfilling my purpose. I see myself as a messenger of light. And it started to shift, like I started to have more positive ways to see myself. And it was a process. I started updating and upgrading how I see myself and how I see my life. And I am choosing to see my life as a joyful experience. And yes, it has its ups and downs, but I can always choose to find the positive in life it's easy to see the negative. It's easy to put yourself down. I think I have pretty much mastered that game. So now I'm practicing the other way and choosing to embrace that I am loving myself and I am loving
0: my life. Wow, that is beautiful. I know for me, my inner story for the longest time was being a perfectionist. And that was my MO, and I used to never do anything unless I could look good doing it. And so whether it was skiing on the mountain or in business, I did not venture into anywhere where I was like, nope, I will not look like I have this all together. I will not look like I know what I'm doing, so I'm not going to do it. So I had a very small little area to play in and just realized how it was holding me back and the opportunities that everybody else around me was taking advantage of. And I'm like, I want that. right? And so it's just finally I hit what I call my enough is enough point. I'm like, I'm done. This doesn't serve me anymore. And I'm willing to get out of this. I still call myself a recovering perfectionist just to have a little playfulness with it. But I really learned there's a distinction between being a perfectionist and having high expectations. And I didn't want to let go of the high expectations. Like That was really motivating inspiring driving it satisfied the high achiever in me but it didn't tip over into that fear based aspect of perfectionism where i would hold back and and it was a way to to play small and so that's the inner story that i tell and my inner story shifts like you know been in business for 20 years and while the perfectionism used to be the story at the beginning now mine today is more of the not good enough that comparison game like mm. it's like whoo i got to I got to really pay attention to that so it doesn't take control. But I love that there's a place where we can share our inner stories, especially with our audiences. And so it's just a really great opportunity for them to connect really quickly and establish that trust. Now, how do you help people identify stories beyond the three, those, those three type that you want everyone to have, when they need to have other stories? Is there a way to easily tap into a story? The thing is, we often remember our highs and our lows. So one
1: exercise I often ask my clients to do is to do their lifeline. So from the birth to the current moment, write down the moments you remember, like the big moments. Maybe it's your first day at school. Maybe it's a moment when you lost somebody. Maybe it's when you got fired. Maybe it's the moment when you got married. So writing those moments and then you might check in, like, okay, the work that I want to do, what's my offer? And who are my ideal clients? Is there something from my lifeline, these moments that could connect what my ideal client might be experiencing in emotional level? Because the emotions are universal. The events are unique to you. But then the emotional connection can make them relate to others. They are like, oh, I, I get that moment. And another thing I ask people to do is to have a story journal. Often these moments happen or we get the idea, oh, yes, I remember that moment when this and that happened. So write that down. Just make a bullet, couple of bullet points and later on you can write about it more. But let's start collecting those stories in the moments of inspiration when they come in. So it can be a journal. It can be a thing on
0: your phone, the way you record these stories. I always knew that I would probably have my phone with me. So I would open up the Notes app or the Voice Memo app, and I'd either write the story or I'd just blurt it out right there and record it. Now, Stories evolve and change, right? In 20 years I've been doing this business, those core stories, I still tell them today because they are still very relevant. And there's a lot of stories that I don't tell anymore because, well, it's not really relevant or I'm just tired of telling that story or whatever the reason is. You know, how do you advise your, your clients and coaches to revisit and update their narratives over time? Because our businesses will take different turns. They'll evolve. Things will happen. How do you, how do you advise them to update their stories?
1: I believe the alignment is the key, that you feel aligned energetically with the story that you are telling. You have told your story many times, but there are most likely people in the world have never heard that. So it's also checking, am I feeling that I need to change my story? But it's always checking the alignment with the offer the way you want to lead people, how you want to help them so that the story you are telling is in alignment with that offer.
0: I love that. I want to summarize some of the things that we've talked about regarding this topic. We talked about how rupture of any sort is often an ingredient, but not necessary, that there are stories even in everyday moments that we can learn from and use to inspire others. And you gave us the four different perspectives when you identify a story how to really look at it and embrace it and i love how you took us through making sure you're looking at the story from the physical mental emotional and spiritual aspects so you can really glean everything you can from that story we went into the three types of stories that every coach and entrepreneur should have in their back pocket and be able to to share with anybody really at any given notice and i love and really appreciate the exercise you gave to our listeners for how do you identify stories because for so many people it's like well I really don't have a story. And I love how simple you made it to do the lifeline exercise and then look at the intersections and points of connections with how it might relate to their clients. I think my favorite thing of what you said was our stories are unique, but the emotions are universal. And so really pay attention and weave in the emotions because that's where the connection is created. Katya, do you have any parting words for our listeners?
1: I would say your story really matters. So, find the courage within you to start sharing your story. If you feel that life happens to you, it's a time to share your story in a safe space, healing space. And when you start seeing that life happens for me, that is a time to start sharing more openly with those people you are meant to help and serve. Beautiful.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches, and also a giant thank you to Dr. Katya Rosanen for this amazing, amazing conversation. You can find out more about her at katyarosanen.com. That's Katya, K-A-T-J-A, Rosanen, R-U-S-A-N-E-N.com. And in the show notes, you'll find links to her website and other resources, such as three inner stories that block coaches and healers from reaching six figures. Katya, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and To Lead Us Human. To catch the great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Miracy FM's YouTube channel or your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment or a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you and see you next time.